0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. If you are wondering what to do to complete your gift list. Look no further. Audrey Buller is here. She's a master bookseller of Joseph Beth Booksellers, and she always brings us the best ideas. And I can tell today is no exception. Welcome, Audrey.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: I'm looking at this first one you brought me. It is unbelievable. It's
1: a beautiful book. It's called Transforming Cincinnati, and it was put together by ArtsWave. And it is a wonderful coffee table book of the murals of Cincinnati wonderful
0: you know we just thumbed through it quickly before we went on the air and I feel like I know where most of the murals are oh no I do not
1: I mean there's one in over the Rhine I have somehow missed right and and while they do have all the wonderful downtown murals there are some in other parts of the city that are just so great they're worth getting in the car and going to see
0: yeah and you know in the whole idea of like gifts being experiential which mm-hmm. is a nice thing too I would say it would be really cool to give this to somebody you want to spend some time with, and say, "Let's make our 2018 resolution be that we visit each one of the murals together." Wouldn't Smack that be them fun? off? Yeah,
1: That's what I, I like think. that. Yeah. I like that. Well, this is beautiful. It is. It's a great book, and uh, uh, we are so excited to be offering that. I'm really heavy on the nonfiction today.
0: Interesting. I'm yes. heading more nonfiction lately. What well, is that? Well, uh,
1: I will be brutally honest. I don't think this has been the greatest year for fiction. There's been some wonderful novels <clears throat> published this year, of course, but there, you know, there hasn't really been the blockbuster, runaway, you know, source of excitement. There's been great bestsellers. Dan Brown has a new one. David Baldacci has a new one. Um, Lee Child, um, you know, wonderful, wonderful things to uh, to give and enjoy. Um, John Grisham has a new one. And then on the nonfiction side. Um, the Leonardo by Isaacson and then the the mm-hmm. Grant biography by Ron Chernow are wonderful, gorgeous books um, and would make terrific, terrific gifts too. But back to the fiction notion, I think my favorite novel of the year um, has been The Ninth Hour by Alice McDermott, and I can hardly recommend it. It's, it's a beautiful little novel. She sort of owns the Irish Catholic immigrant experience in New York, and this one is... Um, set in the 20s um, uh, on the Lower East Side of New York, um, a, a widow about to give birth and uh, the, um, the sisters who help her. And um, then this child grows up um, in the convent because they offer her mother a job. So it's the only life she's known. And so she thinks that's going to be what she does, too. But it's her story. It's a wonderful book.
0: Oh, that sounds like a good one. It is. Well, you know, you say that it might not be the best year for novels. Sometimes That happens with movies, too. Absolutely. It's like, you know, yeah, there were some movies this year, but nothing that'll stick with you forever or that you want to watch again and again. So I guess it would make sense that any kind of entertainment or, you know, the arts are going to have their ups
1: and their down years. That's it. I did bring a collection of short stories with me, though. Given to us by the wonderful Tom Hanks. The I'm intrigued actor. by him. Yes. I follow him
0: on Instagram, and he is one clever fella. He
1: is, and these are short stories. The title of the collection is "Uncommon Type." Um, I gather Mr. Hanks is a typewriter enthusiast. Yes, he, uh, he
0: collects them.
1: Yes, and these are not uh, these stories are not linked narratively. But a typewriter does appear in each one of these stories. So, did he write each story? He or did. He...
0: oh, fun! Yes, he's fun, multi-talented. Fun, fun. Yeah, he is. He's a hyphenate. A hyphenate. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um,
1: Another really cool book that we are, are are featuring is a book called Basketball and Other Things by Shea Serrano. It's a collection of questions asked, answered, and illustrated. It's almost a graphic novel, comic book presentation. That's what the illustrations make you think of. But it's divided into chapters, and each chapter is a question about NBA basketball. Like, example, was Kobe Bryant a dork? And then he backs it up with statistics. And <laughs> It's really playful. It's very witty. And if you have an NBA fan on your list, I don't see how you could go wrong with that. That
0: is fantastic. And the illustrations are amazing. They are. They're really, really cool. They're real comic (laughs)
1: booky. I love it. Um, Another book that um, is just uh, fascinating is called Bunk The Rise of Hoaxes, Humbug, Plagiarists, Phonies, Post Facts, and Fake News by Kevin Young. Oh, my God. Isn't that timely?
0: It is certainly timely, but is it also suggesting that we've always had fake news? He
1: says the American public has always always enjoyed being fooled. Oh. And he's, you know, he looks at PT Barnum and spiritualism and, you know, all kinds of things throughout history that that were waves of um Ma- mass hysteria, <laughs> or or just you know following the crowd to a very very unlikely situation. It's um it's really fun and it's absolutely illuminating That's intriguing. It is. Yeah. Do you know where the word bunk comes from? I always thought it was the bed. Oh no. Nope. When the U.S. Congress was filibuster. Filibustering, filibusting, filibusting <laughs> the Missouri Compromise. The senator or the representative from Buncombe County, North Carolina, got up, and as one does in a filibuster, uttered crazy nonsense for a long time to delay the vote, and Buncombe got shortened bunk and that's where it comes from i
0: love finding the history of words i'm going to throw that out to so that's going to be my christmas party patter this year
1: it might (laughs) it might win you jeopardy someday amy it
0: might and i will share my winnings just a fraction but i will share my winnings with you well i have to tell you do you know bourbon came from bourbon county Kentucky. That's why they started calling Bourbon Bourbon.
1: No, I had no idea. Yeah, with the with I guess the I whiskey went rebellion the other way. Uh-huh. and
0: Washington, all the people fled to Kentucky because the laws were more easy for uh whiskey makers and they found themselves in Bourbon, Kentucky. That's great. It's not quite really where the word came from, but where the name mm-hmm. came from. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna remember that bunk. Well, I'm I'm actually really intrigued by that book. And I'll just say one thing real quick. Every once in a while we think that Um, crime is rampant, in the good old days there weren't. Well, there are so many things that have not changed. And I sort of got a tiny sense of relief or something from this book already that there's always been fake news. Because interestingly, I don't want to go on too long a tangent with your books here, but a man did a study of an entire city's children, 20 plus years ago. And I I can't back it up with his name right now. You'll just have to trust me. This is the truth. And he interviewed each child about how far they could go in their neighborhood. You know, little kids, four and five years old, were allowed to play in the forest a mile and a half away and, you know, go to their friend's house on their own. So that's what he found out about all these children. 20 plus years later, he interviewed them all as adults about their children. Most of them, their children couldn't leave the yard without the parents seeing them. And it was because the parents were so frightened by the rise in crime. And yet the statistics was that the crime rate was lower with their children than when they were young.
1: You know, I I think a lot of it is a comment on the way information gets shared right now. And, you know, situations that reside within a context gets so wildly blown up so quickly, it's it's very hard to, to calibrate what all you're taking in.
0: Yeah, and we like to run off in a tizzy together. We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and how was that for an unexpected moment on Amy's table this
1: morning? Okay, so what's your next book? <laughs> it is an absolutely charming book called Sisters First, written by jenna bush hager and barbara pierce oh i've seen something about this Mm -hmm. yeah and um there are great photographs in it i mean when you think of the experience these women have had they were children when their grandfather was president and then they were i guess teens and early adults when when their dad was president and who all they've gotten to meet and the experiences they've gotten to have and you know they seem like such wonderful women when you see they them do. now you know thoroughly grounded and, yeah
0: uh-huh they do and you know i think amy carter came out that way sure. as well uh-huh. and you know that's so good to see it is i hope the obama girls i all indications would be they're going to be
1: amazing they too. were and, they were really young when dad first got that job yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh i bet that's a really interesting i know and line. i think it would be a, a charming charming gift
0: Well, Audrey, thank you so much. As always, you know, after you leave, each time Joe and I comment that we love when you're here. (laughs) There's always something so great we get from it. Yeah. So thank you so much. And Audrey, you'll give me a list of all of the books available at Joseph Mm -hmm. Beth Booksellers
1: and uh, make a great holiday gift. Thanks so much for the opportunity. And I wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thank you.
0: Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. 1-0-2
1: one 2